Welcome to the audio version of Bogard Press's Through the Bible Adult Study Guide. Being true to the Word, Bogard Press has aided in the discipleship of thousands for over 100 years. Of those 100 years, the Through the Bible Adult Sunday School literature has been a staple to many. Join us as we listen to the Through the Bible Adult Study Guide with writer Brother Mark Clements. So grab your Bible and let's get started. The Struggle for Freedom, from Exodus 5 and 6. Application, the student will determine the value of God's promise to keep His Word. Seeking the Context Periodically, I have the opportunity to pray with folks who find themselves on the wrong side of the law. The police chaplain's office is down the hall from the squad room, but directly across the hall from the detention center. I can walk freely down to the squad room and chat with any officers who may be hanging around, but in order to visit with detainees in jail, I have to be buzzed in by security and then allowed access through iron doors into the jail cell. The spirit inside the jail is quite different from the feeling outside. Outside the jail, there is laughter, freedom, mobility, and lively conversations. Inside the jail, there is somberness, limited movement, and quietness. This dichotomy exists for several reasons, not the least of which is the fact that God made creation to be free. From humans to animals, freedom is inherent. King David compared the loss of freedom to a bird being ensnared by a fowler, Psalm 124.7. Everyone desires to be free, and captivity is unnatural to our created purpose. God created mankind and gave him the mission of filling the earth and subduing it, which requires freedom. The entrance of sin into the cosmos resulted in the loss of freedom. Sin places people into spiritual bondage, and spiritual bondage often leads to physical bondage. The descendants of Abraham found themselves in physical bondage. God had prospered his people in Egypt, and because they threatened the status quo in Egypt, Pharaoh enslaved them. As would be the case with any group of people, enslavement went against the inherent desires of the Israelites, not just because they desired freedom, but also because they represented God. People who desire to represent God must be bound to Him alone. Today's text shows how God works to prepare His people for deliverance. Whether the oppression that Christians face today is imposed by the enemies of God or is the consequence of personal sin, God does not desire His people to live in bondage. Paul urged the Christians in Galatia to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Galatians 5.1 God has intervened in order to deliver His children from the bondage caused by sin through the work of Jesus Christ, His Son. Even so, as the Apostle Paul implied, we must heed the call to live in the freedom purchased by Jesus. Why is it important to remember that walking in freedom is a constant struggle? Searching the text. Number one, God demands his people to be free. Exodus 5, 1, 2, and 3. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, 
that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. When Moses hesitated to oblige with God's calling on his life, God recommended Moses' brother Aaron to be his spokesperson. So God commissioned Aaron to go meet Moses in the wilderness. Moses briefed his brother on all that happened to him and the God-given task of leading the Israelites into freedom. Moses and Aaron then gathered the elders of Israel and shared with them how God intended to deliver them. The elders celebrated and worshipped God at the notion of God visiting his people in order to deliver them. Once the leadership of Israel was informed of what God was about to do, Moses and Aaron next went to Pharaoh himself with their initial demand. They prefaced their concise demand of Pharaoh by stating the message came from Jehovah himself, the God of Israel. Moses and Aaron did not consider themselves revolutionaries or political leaders. Instead, they were simply spokespersons for God who delivered the message of freedom for his people. Their authority and confidence to speak came from God, not from themselves or even from the backing of the Israelites. Pharaoh's initial response was an outright refusal, since he was not familiar with Jehovah, the God of Israel. Perhaps he knew of many false gods, but he certainly did not know Jehovah. His ignorance of God was the basis for his denial of God's demand for freedom. At this Moses and Aaron confirmed that Jehovah was the God of the Hebrews, that he had visited them, and that he had commanded them to go into the desert a three days' journey in order to worship him. If they did not obey him, they were concerned he would punish them. Moses and Aaron communicated their message on the foundation of God's sovereignty over his people. Jehovah gave the command, and everyone was expected to obey. In addition, if the Hebrews did not obey God's command, punishment would ensue. The demand for freedom comes from God himself. Living in spiritual freedom may seem desirable to most people, but mankind's natural desire is to live in bondage to sin. God commands that his people live in freedom, which means resisting the natural inclination to sin. This text serves as a great reminder that God does not want to see his people living in bondage. As a loving father desires the best for his children, God wants his children to thrive in freedom to worship him. The enemies of God love nothing more than to suppress God's people. This spiritual oppression can dampen the spirits of God's people and cause them to lose their joy. God desires that they live in freedom and has provided the way of deliverance through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. If you find yourself yielding to the bondage of sin, be swift to confess, trust, and embrace freedom found in Jesus. How does it impact you knowing God does not want you to live in bondage to sin? Number two, God allows his people to go through trials. Exodus 5, 4 through 9. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, 
and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks, which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein, and let them not regard vain words. Many Christians, especially in the Western world, hold a common misconception that becoming a follower of Christ will make life easier. Of course, the gospel is life-giving once understood correctly, and those who receive Jesus by faith would never again want to live without Him. However, just because a person chooses to follow Jesus as Savior and Lord does not mean life will be problem-free. I have met Christians from all over the world, and the one thing they have in common is the sufficiency of Jesus in spite of life's trials. I have never met a Christian who did not suffer in some way. Perhaps Moses and Aaron did not expect Pharaoh's response, but it became clear very quickly that he would not simply agree to their request of freedom for God's people. Not only did Pharaoh refuse their request, he increased the burden on the Israelites. Whereas before, straw was provided to the slaves in order to make bricks, now the people were required to gather their own straw for the bricks, but produce the same number as before. Pharaoh determined to push the notion of freedom out of their minds by beating their morale down even lower. The Hebrews endured the additional burden, but soon realized their lives were made more painful because of Moses and Aaron. Some of the foremen confronted Moses and Aaron and accused them of increasing their burdens. Moses took this opportunity to pass the complaint upward to God, asking him why he was allowing such a heavy burden to be added to his people. God promised deliverance, but the people so far had only experienced increased bondage. Exodus 5, 22 and 23. This confused Moses. It may not seem to make much sense, but often it is when we determine to take our faith seriously that we encounter the greatest spiritual tests. God could have supernaturally caught up the Israelites on a cloud and landed them softly in the promised land in the blink of an eye, but he chose instead to allow his children to endure trials. God knows what is best for his children, and as James wrote, we should count it all joy when we endure various trials, since we know that the testing of our faith will produce steadfastness. James 1, 2, and 3. Moses wanted immediate deliverance, but God's timing was different than Moses' timing. God decided to produce steadfastness in the lives of his children, which would prepare them for the journey of deliverance when the time was right. Instead of complaining about our trials, why not rejoice in them, knowing that God will use them to prepare us for his use and glory? What trial is God allowing in your life right now, and how will it strengthen you? Number three, God reminds his people of his faithfulness. Exodus 6, 1 through 9. Then the Lord said unto Moses, 
Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians." And I will bring you in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it to you for a heritage. I am the Lord. And Moses spake so unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. After Moses' complaint to God that he did not provide deliverance soon enough, God responded, he reminded Moses of his promise to deliver his people. God's promise was not determined by Moses, but by himself. And God reminded Moses of his identity, namely as Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to whom he promised to give the land of Canaan. This was not merely an idea of God's, but an established covenant he forged of his own will. God told Moses he knew what his people were enduring and could hear their groaning. He was moved by compassion for his own to deliver them, and he would. The Lord had been faithful in the past, and he would be faithful in the future. He would do what he promised to do. Moses was surely comforted by these words from the Lord, and he passed it along to the people. Their morale was so low, however, that they refused to even listen to what Moses had to say. The most important words that they could ever hear in the middle of their bondage were words from the Lord, and they chose not to listen. The people could not take their focus off their harsh slavery and refused to allow their spirits to be encouraged by God's words. How important it is for God's people to heed His words, especially in the middle of difficult circumstances. Our Bibles are full of reminders from beginning to end of God's faithfulness to redeem His people through the blood of Jesus Christ. Story after story tells us that for the people of God, freedom and glory await. The journey may be dark and we may pass through the valley of the shadow of death, but God will be with us and we will dwell with Him forever. Psalm 23 Setting the Application we were made to live in freedom. Every person has God's fingerprints on them and an innate desire to be free physically as well as spiritually. The existence of sin in the world and in our lives shackles us in spiritual bondage. This bondage disrupts and destroys everything, but God has heard the cries of mankind and out of His great love for the world, He has offered life 
and freedom through His Son, Jesus Christ, John 3.16. If you are a child of God, you know that following Jesus is not easy, and it does mean you will face trials. Like Moses, we often become frustrated when God does not intervene on our behalf according to our own expectations. Remember, God does everything perfectly, which means His timing is perfect. We could find a lot of things to complain about, but today, let us choose rather to rejoice in trials and trust God's timing for deliverance. God has always been faithful to do what He has promised. Listen to His word today and trust Him. Having His word settled in your heart, take the next step and deliver a message of hope in Jesus to the people around you. This world is searching for freedom from spiritual bondage, and we have the message of deliverance in the gospel. Let us tell them. How does going through trials help you appreciate freedom? Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible daily devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.